you are listening to this week's installment of the Path of a Believer podcast. Welcome back, guys, for another uh, episode of our podcast. This is episode number nine of this podcast series, sharing testimonies, sharing the love of Jesus in each and one of our lives. My name is Vasily. This is Daniel. And for today's episode, we are got we got ourselves a newcomer, not only to this podcast, but also to this whole entire environment here in Florida, and a youth leader, a person from another state. Vlad, uh, introduce yourself, man. How yeah. old are you? What city you're from and all that stuff. Yeah, pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. My name is Vlad from New Jersey. Uh-huh. A very small state, but a very good state. So. It is a very good state. <laughs> you been? Uh, New Jersey. I have been to New Jersey once. Very One time nice. was a, was just a drive by. We stopped by for a little bit, chilled out, and then left. Very nice. It was like when we were driving from from New York. It was just out because we were on the way to Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vlad, uh, we know that you're a youth leader up there in your church. What church are you from again? So it's 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 a Ukrainian church called Grace Church. Awesome. Grace Church. Yeah. And Ukrainian. Yeah. Represent. <laughs> yes. Represent for yeah. sure. Yes. And. Our goal is to show how how is Jesus working in your life. First of all, what was your life like before coming to Jesus? Yeah, yeah. So I so I had the privilege of growing up in a, in a Christian home. My yeah. parents are incredible. I mean, just incredible parents. Um, and uh, I, I, as I grew up, I I knew God, and my, so my I thank God by the grace of God. I, I never went into the world, and yeah. I had I had my ba- battles just like every teenager, you know. Yeah. Um, battle with lust, battle with anger, different things, yeah. but. Uh, at the age of 12, I got encountered, like, got encounter, encountered Jesus in a radical way. Uh, got baptized in the Spirit, and just That's amazing, since dude. then, I just I, I realized a hunger that was birthed in my life uh, mm. for God in a, in a radical way. And so, I want to I want to say this: though, it, it's a, such a huge testimony if you've never tried the world. So don't feel like you don't have a testimony if you've That's, never yeah. tried the That's world. That's really good because I never tried the world. I was always like sheltered by god's grace from the world yeah and like from exactly. drugs alcohol yeah. like all those things like just completely sheltered from yeah. that but yet i feel so special in front of god like like he sheltered me just so i could be his yeah it's yeah. been such a such a good journey um when you encountered jesus at 12 at 12 you said right and yeah. you got baptized in the holy spirit what, what was it like How, what kind of what kind of surrounding was it in yeah so so we had a uh, this is amazing. I mean, we were a Ukrainian church, right? Ukrainian conservative church, but yeah, we had a yeah. we had an American evangelist come visit us. I mean, who, awesome. who do you remember? Who? I uh, David Newberry. So just an American evangelist, like a, a, yeah. a very radical one. I mean, he just shook our church to in the core. Con- in a conservative Ukrainian yes. church. <laughs> yes, imagine that. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so were you, oh, did, did you just have an altar call or were you like... Yeah, just- yeah, it was just an altar call. I remember that that night I gave my life to the Lord. And it wasn't like, in a sense, anything supernatural. I didn't see rays of light coming from heaven. But <laughs> I, I, if I had to pinpoint one moment where God changed my life, it, w- it was that moment where just a really big hunger uh developed my heart for god and just for his presence you know the not always does somebody have big like rays of light god's light is shining on them and it's not about that it's about it's about the fruit of what just happened yeah and the fruit of what just happens what you're doing right now your your leadership and and like you how you how your life was transformed right after the occurrence that god gave into your life yeah now furthering on you were baptized in the spirit. You got that hunger. But how did you encounter that amazing thing of like making sure that God is like right here all the time? Yeah. And not 
Okay, God's a distant God. Yeah. Yeah. A father. Well, yeah. 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 How was so, that? Yeah. So I, I think it's it's important for a lot of believers, and I think a lot of for us to understand that there's two things. There's repentance in a sense where you come to the Lord, where you change your way, where you change your thinking, and then there's sanctification. Yeah. And I think there's just two important things for believers to understand. I think a lot of people get stuck on like repentance, like I repented, I, I got saved, which is awesome. But sanctification, which is the renewal of your mind, yeah. being transformed mind. In, 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 into into Jesus. I think that's such an important process. And I yeah. think uh, there's a couple of things that worked for me. I mean, and they work for everyone. This is a, there's a, It's the same principle for every believer, principle. right? You spend time in the Word and you pray. Yeah. But I think what helped me was... Um, being very intentional with reading the word yes uh taking notes uh i think i I would challenge someone if they if they feel like they can't read the bible start taking notes that's so that's so good because actually that's exactly what happened to me was um this year in february actually i was i was baptized into the holy spirit at 13 but this year in february was like my great just boom god's like i want to be first and like i let god be first and the first thing i started doing was as i was reading taking notes into my little notebook and that was the first time in my whole entire life I've done it because I've never taken notes. Have you taken notes? I've taken notes. So I personally, when I read a Bible verse sometimes, I'll just like, there'll be a certain word that's used, right? It'll just touch me. Yes. The words like that's focuses good. on that one that's word good. and I'll mm-hmm. like break it down to like the Hebrew or whatever. That's good. And just like deep, like dive into it and just like go for the, that full depthness yeah. versus just so superficially good. reading it as black and white words. That's good. Because, you know, our God is not just a black and white God. He's not superficial he's full of colors yes. he's abstract the way he moves you can't put him in just some simple little box like oh this is the lord i know him i read yeah. the bible 10 times i know him that's it yeah. like he always constantly just goes deeper and deeper uh aj tozer said um or aw tozer yeah. said you can be theologically straight as a gun barrel but just as empty empty spiritually yep. and this is this type of relationship where you don't just oh i read about the lord and that's it you have to have that one-on-one like you were talking yeah. about like you just spend time in that prayer closet or whatever and you go deep with him because ultimately it's like you can read the book right yeah. of the author yeah but never actually encounter, go- the, author. encounter the author yeah. and you know you like i read books right i read books like andre Chapal's book predestined that he gave me and uh actually vlad we got the opportunity to go to sons and servants um which was awesome i heard heard that was great (laughs) powerful thing and you know you can read the uh, the author's book right but when i spent time with him like andre like i'm like man i seen a side of him that i've never actually seen from like just overall on stage and as well as just reading his books and just watching his sermons online yeah. when you spend that time with the author you get this depthness this understanding this sense that other people don't get and for each person it's going to be special and an individual because ultimately god knows how to approach our hearts because all of us come with our own baggage and you can't go with the same type of surgical procedure for everybody because everybody has a different disease and it needs to be dealt with specifically in a manner that the Lord knows how to deal with mm-hmm. because he's the ultimate author yeah. and ultimate doctor. Yeah. yeah. So Vlad, um, you being like with the Lord, you encountered the Lord, you developed this relationship, relationship with God. Yeah. How was it like, because you don't have just like a smooth path in Christianity, right? You have those up and down moments. You have those areas where you sometimes maybe even relapse in the same thing, right? I can personally say I relapsed in some stuff. However, the Lord gave me a way to maneuver around it and 
like today actually we were at a conference and <laughs> that, uh, that was so good what he said at the conference yeah. about the um what's it called knowing god getting to know god getting known by god and knowing knowing what your god's heart for you is when you relapse into the sin you yeah. realize that that does not a divorce paperwork that's good yeah. It's, it's still it's just like me and my wife if yeah. me and my wife argue i'm just quoting his words now like if me and my wife argue it's not divorce yeah it's just i come back to repentance like Definitely. hey i'm sorry let's, go. let's get back together so how was it for you like what were some of the up and down moments yeah. how did you maneuver around those areas yeah. um i'm sure there's full of stories i mean being a youth leader you know you're d- dealing with younger people and yeah. they're always not at that maturity level that sometimes we as leaders want them to be at yeah However, we still have that father's heart for them and want them to grow and want to kind of maneuver around that in a good yeah. God loving way. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so even tie back to the last question, I think a lot of a que- uh, big question that a lot of young, be- young people have is, and I have myself is, how do I have a hunger for the Lord at o- mm. always? At like, all the time. How do I have a hunger for God? And I, I, I realized this and this kind of helped me. There, there's a reason we call junk food, junk food. Yeah. Uh, we call it junk food because like we, we always hear our parents say hey don't eat junk food before the meal Definitely. because what does junk food do it, it fills you up but it doesn't fill you up in a sense it fills you up temporarily mm. but it, it ruins your appetite for the meal Definitely. and junk food is uh, not healthy for you in a sense mm. so if you and that's why we always hear hey don't eat junk food before the meal and I think what happens a lot is people they eat spiritual junk food and that's why they, they don't have a hunger for God for the real meal yes in a sense they fill themselves up with a lot of things that are temporary and this is like, and this is this is why it's, it's important to be very intentional. It's like, and I say this to myself, hey, what am I watching? What am I listening to? And what am I thinking about? Yes. Because I, I know it sounds very religious or very kind of. Uh, it's not. Yeah, yeah but we're, it, we're, it's, we're it's, talking in the last episode about it, so you're yeah, literally but it, but hitting it, the point. But it has it, it's it's so it has such a big impact on if you're gonna have a hunger for God if, or not. Yep, definitely. Because those things they take up that 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 space in a sense to say. You know, I like what you just said. Um, it sounds very religious and I've been noticing, uh, I've been noticing a lot of like, oh, well, if I do this and this and this, now I'm going back to religious mindset. No, God does certain things and like not listening to bad music, not watching bad movies, like not watching crap that you shouldn't be watching. Like if you fill your brain and the Bible says out of your heart will pour out rivers of living water. Well, if rivers of living water have to come out, they have to be coming in somehow. That's good. And the only way they come in is by what you listen to, by what you watch, yes. by what you read, by what you talk about. Yeah. And like, that's what the thing that like this, like, it's very dangerous. There's a fine line be- between this talk that keeps happening. Like, oh, well, don't be too religious, man. Like, yeah, don't be too religious, but also it's about the relationship. Yeah. And if you don't have the relationship for God, like I was explaining to my wife and my wife gave this little testimony to me, like this perfect testimony of like, she used to listen to really bad gym music. And I'm like, well, you read the Bible at home, you pray at home, you spend time with with God at home, you go to the gym and you're listening to some bad music with cuss words. And like the spirit that's inside you, pay attention to the spirit right when the music comes on. And so she comes home one day, she's like, dude, I came, I came to the gym, I pressed play and I instantly pressed stop because inside me was just like, Ugh, I don't want to lose this connection with God. Yeah. And instantly like she went to worship music and I was like, that's, that's true relationship is when yeah. you feel what your spirit's feeling. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. I interrupted yeah, so, you halfway. Yeah, you're, you're good. I mean, so even I would challenge, I mean, a young person, if, if, if they're say, if you're struggling with lust, lustful thoughts, and, and, and you know, a lot of us do as young people, mm-hmm. I would challenge you. If you want to overcome that, 
uh, really question what you listen to. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if and if you're telling me that you want to overcome that, but you're listening to rap. The, uh, music like, that is rap. exactly, it's like then, hey, are you re- do you really want to overcome it? That's and so, so I think being very intentional with that, saying, all right, what am I listening to? What am I looking at? Uh, and what am I thinking about? That's what that's, that's what's going to determine the hunger for God that I have, and kind of pursuing Him constantly. And so. Uh, yeah, just that, that that's incredible. You know, uh, reminds me of this quote that Vlad Sochuk said. I don't know if you were there at that conference, but he said, I think it was in Clearwater too. Yeah. He said, what you feed will grow. What you starve that's will good. die. That's good. Well, another, another thing that uh, this reminds me of what you just said, Pete, was when um, one pastor was sitting at a conference and it was just a simple conference and he was sitting and God just like clicked his mind into the spiritual world and he saw spirits and souls walking in front of him. And God's like, look at them, they're starving. Mm. He said, why don't you just feed them? Wow. And it was just like, whoa, what you feed yourself with will grow. If yeah. you feed your spirit the right food, it will grow. If you, if you feed your spirit junk food, it's going to keep going demise, 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 demise. Now, I have this question. It's off script. I I always go off script as, as Daniel knows. I'm <laughs> the off amazing. script type of dude. It's all good. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I had this question in my heart this week and I feel like this question would relate back really good unto you right when you started talking it just popped up into my head what does it look like when we give God the highest praise mm. what does it start looking like what does your life start to appear what is it you know the highest praise isn't just sitting in church yes. you know yeah. it's not that it's it your whole entire lifestyle yeah and what in your opinion what does highest praise look like that's a that's a really good question I think I think the goal of our Christian life has become like Jesus. Yeah. And um, I think the highest praise is living every moment uh, in awareness of who Jesus is. Yeah. So wow. meaning like realizing that every moment is unto God and so can be worshiped unto Jesus. And it's like, Jesus, what are you speaking to me right now? What do you want me to do right now? Uh, and I know that sounds w- really weird for if, you, if you're just starting. Yeah. But that's what highest praise is, where you live in awareness of who Jesus is every single yes. day. And <laughs> that he is lord of your life and man so when, when you live like that there is so much peace yeah so much joy and so much um so much clarity that comes into your mind and life mm-hmm. uh and you realize because when you're aware of who jesus is he's the lord he's the father he's yeah. the savior and um a lot of questions get answered yeah maybe no not even answered a lot of questions kind of disappear filled. disappear mm-hmm. because they don't matter anymore yeah because you know who, who jesus is i think the highest praise is living unto Jesus and being aware of who he is every single day. Every single day. You know, day. it's kind of sad so good. for those people, though, that, you know, like atheists, they always have, like, these questions, like, why is this? Why is this? And it builds up this anxiety in their heart. And ultimately, um, from a medical standpoint, let's put away the spiritual and all this Christianese, as some people would say. Yeah. But you look at it, and it, it's not good for your health. And then you just develop this relationship with the Lord, right? Like you're saying, and those questions you might have, like I have some questions like, oh, what will happen to hypothetically right now? They're trying to do a thing where everybody wants to go to Mars, right? Not everybody, but you know, this question of like, what is there going to, if that does happen, right? Hypothetically, um, some people say this is the end time. That's not going to happen, but hypothetically that does happen. Is there going to be church? What is that? All these questions going through my head and it's like this stress and all this stuff. And um, I'm like, Lord, I give this to you. I surrender and my thoughts are not your thoughts, right? And I want to have your thoughts yes. that rest in your thoughts, not my anxiety, not my 
things that are just overflowing, trying to evaluate, make it make sense of everything. But just, Lord, I surrender. I'm here before you. I posture my heart towards you. And I just lean into your trust, your knowledge, your understanding, and what you have for my life. And you build this security, the security yeah. wall. Um, and ultimately, just praise that away, <laughs> you know? You know, um, going off of what you were saying before, living every single day, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to walk away? Reminds me of uh, how like my life has been starting to get postured more and more so far is that after I heard Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 64, it says, God rend these heavens and come down. And then in John, it says that God opened the heavens and the spirit of uh, the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove onto Jesus when he was coming out of the water and it rested on him. Wow. And, you know, it rested on him and Jesus took off into the wilderness afterwards but you got you got to focus on this thing it rests on him like a dove so it means that the dove was sitting on, on top on his shoulder resting on him and walking your life as if a dove is resting on your shoulder a dove is a very um a very scared not scared but like it's really easily agitated easily scared away you know you do one thing wrong the holy spirit can always go away and having that intention when you're walking if you have a dove on your shoulder, a literal dove on your shoulder, who would you be paying more attention to? Yourself walking or the dove if it's comfortable? And that just like clicked in my brain where I'm just like, whoa, God, like you just open that up. Like you are here on my shoulder resting. And my job is to make sure that you're comfortable. Yeah, walk in the spirit. Yeah, walk in the spirit, and it's like it was, it was. It just made it so much easier to see. Like, I'm not just trying to make sure that the Holy Spirit is comfortable inside me, but I'm making sure that the Holy Spirit is comfortable resting on me. Yes, and it's like this is this is what shifted my understanding when I walk with God, because you know, um, God doesn't only just use us in church. God doesn't use us yeah. only in our home in our family yeah. like for me god started using me at work at, at the circles yes, that i go to like so anywhere good. so i want to i want to hear like what's your testimony from how god uses you and like the outside of the four walls of yeah, church, yeah 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 and so th that's exactly what god calls us to, i believe is to yes. reveal jesus wherever we're at be like be the jesus to someone wherever we're at and so one thing that i've been really challenged is and this uh this my mind shifted and here, here's a book for uh, that that's re that revolutionized my mind. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Meal with Jesus. And it changed my view. <laughs> Who's it by? Uh, it's a very unknown author. I actually don't oh, okay. even know it's, that. It's, it's a very it's, thin All read. these meals that we've been hearing about today. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's called The Meal with Jesus. And it uh, it changed my mind and perspective on food and getting food with people. And and this is one thing that I've been really challenged. I realized that getting food with someone, getting a lunch with someone, is one of the highest things in ministry that I can do. Yes. Because mm -hmm. I, when I realized, and this book talks about it, Jesus spent a lot of time eating and drinking with the Pharisees, tax collectors, and his yeah. disciples. Because there's something that happens where, when food is there, when people spend time over a meal. Even we see the, we see Genesis starts off with food. We see the Last Supper is with food, and the, and the, the feast in the uh, when uh, in the Revelation is a feast with food yeah and so food is a theme all throughout the bible and i started realize that getting food with someone and having a conversation and say hey what's happening in your life hey uh like what are you struggling with and then as you start a conversation just revealing what like what jesus has been doing in my life mm -hmm. uh perspective of of, of clarity in, into their life and seeing that that's a really like that's an incredible form of ministry that yeah. gets overlooked um just getting food with someone and having a conversation with them that's so good. so true um 
and the reason why I'm gonna say it's so true is because from my job, I work as a, I'm a nurse, um, and I work with a bunch of other nurses, and we have like you know it's we I love taking breaks with other people. That's good. And I'm just like, hey, let's go take a coffee break. Very nice. What do we do on a coffee break? We talk the whole way down, elevated talk. On the way back, we talk. And late uh, recently, this girl like mentioned something to me, which I didn't realize. She's like, hey, um, why did you stop talking to me? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, ever since you stopped talking to me, sin has fled into my life like crazy. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, she's like, right, right when you went on vacation, sin like hit my life. And I was like, and I'm thinking, I was like, God, how did I answer? And I was like, I was like, listen, I'm not your identity. Your identity is supposed to be in Jesus, not in me. But since this helps you, let's go and pray. Come on. And I was like, and we, we got together and like, it was the best thing because I've never felt the spirit of God descend so quickly into a room when you, when you go to pray for somebody, mm. you know, and I'm just, and, it's, and it was just this um, simple thing that happened when God was like, ask her to say Jesus, just like pronounce Jesus into the room. And she just took a few seconds and then she said, Jesus. And I was like, how do you feel? She said, I feel broken, unwanted and ashamed. Wow. And I was like, okay. Now let's pray. And I prayed and literally it was just like, poof, Holy Spirit just fell into the room. <laughs> I, I was called, it's just the whole entire room started swirling right away. And like, she started like encountering God in that moment because God came down mm. to see her. Cause he knows what she's going through. She knows everything. She, she came down. And then after the prayer, I was like, how do you feel now? She's like, I feel really hopeful. Wow. The perspective change. Yeah. God comes, comes hope. God comes, yeah. comes hope. Yeah. Um, just to add, if I can, I mean, yeah, yeah, those, ahead, those, those, those conversations don't have to be about spirituality or Jesus. No, it can no. be very simple life conversations. Yeah. But I think what's important as well, I think uh, a lot of times people say, oh, like, hey, I'll pray for you. Or like, hey, my mom is sick. Or it's like, oh, I'll pray for you. And like, we just kind of like, I'll pray for you at, yeah. in my room. Yeah. And so one thing that I've been challenged with by a lot of people, my mentors in life is, hey, start to pray for them on the spot. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just two minutes, exactly. 30 seconds. Hey, pray yeah. for them. Lord, I thank you for their life. I thank you that you're working in their life. Bless them in Jesus name. Amen. You know, Definitely. Jesus said simple thing. These signs will follow those who yes. believe. They will heal the That's sick, good. cleanse good. the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Yes. Freely they have received, so they will freely give. Yes. You know, and we are put as an obligation. If you're a Christian, do these signs follow you? Yeah. And you know, we like, people like look at that and they're like oh my goodness that's so much like i can't handle that god just said it will follow you and the funny thing is that right when you start believing in god those things come to you you know without you even realizing and uh, it's so awesome in life but just to end it off i know we're i know we have to get back to the conference and everything else i had a question to end this yes. i think it'll be perfectly time perfect um so you developed skills since you were a kid till yes. now um, you know skills maybe with career or whatever how have those things that the lord has blessed you with those skills those careers or whatever those areas of influence helped you advance god's kingdom i mean obviously you're a youth leader so that helps but other skills um other than that yeah. what have been some of the things that helped you bring out god in your workplace maybe or yeah. whatever etc yeah that's a great question i mean skills are really good talents yeah. are really good but one truth that has uh, really influenced my life is this one phrase character before calling wow when you realize that god wants to develop your character before he wants to release into your calling that changes everything yeah and you're not stressing about doing things you're saying god what are you developing in me what are you mm -hmm. building in my life mm -hmm. and so i think a lot of young people they try to avoid this step 
I think it's the first time I actually heard that character before I called Because it's、yeah. a process. Because、uh, it's a process of develop, developing your character. It takes time.、Yeah. But when I look at the Bible, I mean, this is, this is the, what God does. Because if you're not able to develop, if God isn't able to develop your character, you'll never be able to handle, handle your calling. Definitely.、Yeah. And so this is why it's like, I see Joseph, right? He, he had to go through all of that because、mm. God developed this character so he can handle the, the, the position of authority and, and walk out his calling. I think this is one truth that has shaped, like, shifted everything for me. Like skills and talents, like, that's good that they're being developed as a, you know, in my career, in my getting my degree, my degree or my music talents. But developing my character, man, realizing, like, hey, If I come late or not, that's actually, that actually that's、right. matters. If I'm actually responsible and I actually say yes and I don't do it, that actually matters to God or not. If how I respond to my parents, that actually matters to God because that shows my, my、yep. level of authority. And I think these little things that young people kind of overlook, it's like, man, how can I preach? How can I release this new song? It's like,、mm-hmm. hey, start to work on your calling, I mean, on your character, and you, and you will see God move. I think that's the best thing I've heard in a very long time. I wanted.、Um, Quote Vlad Sochuk again, he reminds me of this thing. He said, If you're too big to serve,、That's、you're、good. too small to lead. That's good. Yep. Well, guys, this was a special edition of our <laughs> podcast. For the 30 minutes. Yeah,、quickie. for the Path of Believer, it's a special edition for those of people that cannot listen to the full hour long podcast.、Yeah. <laughs> But、uh, we are in the middle of the OP Youth Conference for pursuing, we're pursuing to be having a heart like his. And I love what、uh, the preacher said, Nick、uh, Godshell. Yeah. Said today, it's not what's called, it's not only about pursuing to have a heart like his, but it's to figure out what's his heart for us. That's great. You know, so I'll leave you on that note, guys. Have a great week. Have a great day. And、We、be blessed. We love you. See you next time.